think I need, I think I need another cheeseburger. Is that what he says on Rain Man? Keep saying that. What? Rain Man, Dustin Hoffman. I know. But he's mimicking that's something a- that he heard on FM radio. Okay. That's the least quotable part of Rain Man, but sure, maybe he does. <laughs> God, even when he finds a mainstream movie, Alan, he finds the most niche yeah. corner of the thing. I'm I was going to say, you know he wasn't going to hit you with anything useful. Like that, that, nothing where you would uh, easily identify the film. Judge Wapner uh, <laughs> talking about his underwear. Yeah, I'm a really Dad, good driver. Dad, let me drive. I'm a really good driver. I'm a really good driver. <laughs> Qantas has never crashed. Qantas never Damn. crashed. Counting cards. Counting cards. <laughs> All right, Raymond. Did you fart? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. We oh. just dedicate the whole show to movies that are 35 years old or more. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. You bet. I could go on all night, pal. Where do I begin? Where do I end? Oh, <laughs> here we are on this wonderful St. Patrick's Day where white Anglo-Saxon, white Anglo-Saxon, red-blooded Americans just butcher a holiday that isn't even really a holiday about a man that allegedly may or may not have existed, right? Yeah. He yeah. Drove, drove, drove snakes out of Ireland, right? Or some shit. Yeah, he he, what, he he walked around with a flute or something, and all the snakes followed him. Sounds like a parable for like a like a I don't know, like a gay club or something. Sounds like a sounds like a silly Catholic fable about nothing, right? <laughs> and is it I get all, pro- these, get all these I don't know get all these snakes but... out of here. Let's go, I'm gonna get my flute, and we're gonna play you out town. Right, a flute. That is true. I don't. Yeah, look that's at the all, least menacing way. Look at all those snakes slithering away. Oh, gooey, slithery. Follow me. <laughs> Don't bump into me. <laughs> uh, and it's, I, I read somewhere it's the 17th because now again, hold on. Let me backtrack on that. I, I've heard it may or may not even be an Irish holiday. Have, well, they, have, they, have, they, have they debunked that? It is. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's a holiday over there. I, I do appreciate how you. Um, no, you Irish. Facts, it, maybe, I'm saying maybe. originated in Ireland. Oh, I don't know. Well, okay, don't why don't you start by explaining to us what you know about it? Yeah. So uh, you're creating like a fictional quiz. You're you're question. creating a fictional quiz to question us about a fact that you supposedly I, know. No, I, I know very little about it. We're celebrating St. Britannica, Britannica.com says it was originally celebrated in Ireland with religious services and feasts in honor of St. Patrick, one of Ireland's patron saints. Okay, here's here, here's a fun fact about it. Well, fun fact: Friday early, it's the seventeenth because they could historically they couldn't decide whether or not his birthday was the eighth or the ninth, so they just added him. Is that true? I feel like that's a lie. Uh, I, well, you know what? I don't want to know if it's a lie. I just want it to be true. That's the most <laughs> nonsensical way of doing something. They say, "Hey, is it the eighth or the ninth?" Oh, just set them together. Let's not just not be one day apart. Let's be let's be eight or nine days apart. Because <laughs> then they could just do it on a Friday, like every other holiday. Be like. All right, he was born the second week of March, so we'll just do it the second Friday of March in perpetuity. But instead, they put it on a concrete date because they're a bunch of fucking alcoholics and they can't think straight with their disease, rotted, fucking hardened brains. Wait, hold on. Alan, did you say originated when? Did it give a century? 
here's the whole yeah here's the whole spiel i just read it because i, I wanna, just learned when i this find out what, okay what, i learned things when you guys like get to arguing about like some silly shit and you brought something up like you guys argue about hypothetical reasons <laughs> or what like why this guy it has st patrick's day comes about and then i google it and i learned something real quick so St. Patrick's Day, feast day, March 27th. Uh, St. Patrick's the patron saint of Ireland, born in Roman Britain in the fourth century. He was kidnapped at the age of 16, taken to Ireland as a slave. He escaped and returned around 432 CE. That's common era for you idiots uh, to convert the Irish to Christianity. Uh, okay. By the time of his death on March 17th, 461, he had established monasteries, churches, schools, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, yeah. That's why he died on March 17th, 461. So that's why they celebrate him. Okay, that makes more sense. Huh. Maybe they didn't know if he died on the 8th and 9th. And they just added those together. Maybe I got my facts a little off. <laughs> I love, but I do love how we're like, we were quasi-shitting on the guy. But in reality, yeah. this guy was a true success story. You can agree or disagree with Catholicism or spreading the church or whatever. But Homer had a mission. Mission accomplished. They are the, the Irish are like the most fucking religious. They they're so religious. They argue about which Christian sect is the right sect. They will bomb each other for it. They will have two different whiskeys that the other one will bash the empty bottle over the other one's head because it was the wrong bottle. <laughs> Fun fact. Christians been doing that forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All types of Christians. <laughs> Uh, but yes, they uh, the the Irish Christians happen to be some of the more extreme Christians. You're you're correct. But apparently, yeah. and then obviously, as we know it, uh, the immigrants came and brought St. Patrick's Day, and we said, you know what's cool about St. Patrick's Day? Your accents, the color green, and beer. And Americans kind of just jacked it all up. So in America, that's what it means. Did we jack it up or did we enhance it? We might have lost like the original meaning of it. But we turn that shit into something, man. It I is- mean, look, for a, a sustained period of time, I got up at 5.30 a.m. to go to a bar in Federal Hill at 6 a.m. because they served Dollar Guinness from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. And you could knock down a fucking four, five, six Guinness in an hour if you really put your mind to it. Uh, oh, yeah. For, and for a penny, you're really just putting on a base layer for what's <laughs> bound to be fucking debauchery for the next 12 hours. Yeah. After after the uh, one hour, was it, say, you say penny or dollar? Yes, it was a penny. One one hour penny Guinness. After that, it was uh, it was $1 pancakes. Alan well, used to... There were. There were well, I just totally made that up. Pancakes. I've heard the well they had they had a buffet once, like a breakfast buffet. Uh I think 98 Rock like came out there once. Uh then you know shit's real. When yeah, that's, Rock yeah, right? appearances. Yeah, <laughs> that's before they like started like 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 doing kegs and eggs like proper. And then they did I did that a couple of times too. And that's bright and early. I think I've 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 I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but it bears repeating. There was when Alan was <clears throat> first moved to the city, he was like, yo, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to meet out. Uh, I'm going to go out to Fells Point. Newcastle's playing. Do you want to, do you want to meet up with me? I was like, yeah, sure, man. Soccer game Saturday afternoon. Sounds like a good time. What time? Uh, in my mind, I'm not even thinking about the, the difference. The EPL usually kickoff times for most games. Like, yeah, I'm going to be there at seven. It's like, uh, uh, P damn. What are they playing? One, 1 a.m. games over there. It's like, no, seven a motherfucker. And I got up, got out to Slotcha at 7 a.m. It was dragging ass. 
Dragon ass. And you don't, I mean, these people, they don't call them hooligans for nothing. You well, gotta start to very early. I remember the first and only Maryland football game I went to when I was at the University of Maryland, and everybody's like, oh, come on, man, we're, let's go. We're going to go. We're going to tailgate. And I did not understand um, pacing. And I was just, I was completely wrecked. And by the end of the first quarter, I was just a, just a blob in a fucking seat. And I couldn't, I couldn't function. I didn't know how to handle that. I wouldn't know why. I don't, I didn't get up that early for class, but I got up that early to go play cornhole and see how many beers I could funnel down my gullet. Yeah. So, did you not go back again for that particular reason? Cause you, cause yeah. you didn't know how to pace. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. No, cause I can't pace. That's why I, I will not, when we start this show, even if we're just sitting here bullshitting before the show, I will not crack the beer until the mics are live because I will just start downing them. I can't help myself. I, I usually don't crack my first beer until 9 p.m., no matter what day of the week it is, because if I do it any earlier, I will just drink until I go to sleep. So it's better for me to start opening my beers closer to bedtime so I don't fucking kill myself. You know what? Uh, you say that that's interesting because we we spoke Frostburg a little earlier this evening, and uh, you that first like month of school, uh, you really you you basic it's basically just a sociological experiment in watching seventeen and eighteen year olds <laughs> learn their limits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. especially because like everyone's rushing. Uh, buddy fraternities and sororities are like, guess what? We're getting day drunk. Come over for a happy hour. Right. And at, <laughs> and at 17, 18 years old, you, you know, you can't help yourself. You can't yeah. say no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me? Like you do. Murr used to have a fictional character named Gary, Indiana from the town, Gary, Indiana. <laughs> and he used to, talk, he used to play that young, impressionable young boy who could help himself. That's, that's these people. Yeah. yeah. And I remember, because I didn't go to University of Maryland. I didn't start I was 23. I took the long road to college. And, and so when I got there, like all of a sudden, you know, at 23, when you're looking at 18, 19-year-olds, you feel like a full-grown adult. And I'm just like, what am I? What am I in? What is this? I felt like a, strangely enough, I felt like some sort of weird pedophile in a room full of other, like, semi-grown men. Because I'm going to buy beer. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was the one that bought all the beer and I, you know, I felt like the creepy old uncle that was like hanging on to his youth, you know, talking about throwing a football, a fucking mile over a mountain. Like, <laughs> come on boys, let's go drink in the basement. Yeah. 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 I'm aware. We had one, we had a couple of those too. Oh shit. Middle class holes, everyone. <laughs> Murr, not pedophiles, asshole. Murr, Alan Fox, man. <laughs> uh, check it out. Our boy Elon back in the tabloids. Uh, apparently he's challenging old, Vladimir Putin to a fight. What are, what is at stake? Well, Christ, what whatever they're fighting for over there, land of Ukraine. Um, I, you know, he did it over Twitter. Um, I think there was no official response. Someone wrote back, you know, don't don't. Uh, I wouldn't advise. I would advise you not to test the strength of uh, against Putin. Yada yada. I think it's a bit of a chicken shit move. I mean, that's that's just some pussy shit. Is it? I, um, I, I, I think dude, it is, but I also think it isn't. Go ahead, Alan. Six, I, you six, know I got six two, Musk is 6'2", 180, uh, and 50 years old, okay? Mr. Putin at 69, okay, a uh, few months removed from being seven decades old, 5'5", 150, 160, all right? 
Wait, so what, uh, Mur, I'm sure you know this. What is Musk's uh, martial arts training? Do you know? Um, he has some, a little bit of jujitsu, but he's not like, uh, he's not an upper tier belt or anything, but he's, 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 he's rolled on a mat a few times and he's buddies with Joe Rogan. So I'm sure old Joe could get him all trained up if they were going to actually go, go at it. But I, this is why I think it's kind of a brilliant move is the same reason I thought that Trump could work if we let him work is you got to fight crazy with crazy. Like you challenge somebody who's like got such a low mental mindset of like what tough is like Vladimir Putin and you challenge him to a fight and he obviously thinks he's going to win because he's like a judo master. He's ex KGB. Uh, he's Russian. Uh, he's obviously like stone cold communist. So he thinks he can beat everybody. You know, he's like the Ivan Drago, but he owns a country essentially. And so then somebody like Elon, the extreme capitalist challenges you to a fight for that war prize that you're going after through blood and merciless tactics. I think it's a brilliant move. You know it's got to piss him off, even if yeah. he doesn't respond to it. I mean, I think it's hilarious. I would love to see it. I would love I would love that he, if he took it up. Like, this is one thing I'm, I'm kind of with Elon Musk on. Because, look, it's win-win. Either Putin gets killed by Elon Musk, which at which point I I bend the knee and I, I you know, I give allegiance to fucking Elon Musk for the rest of my life or Putin kills Elon Musk. And I say, ha, that guy never did anything anyway. He only half finished fucking projects. So <laughs> it worked out for me in the end. I would love to see it. I would pay pay-per-view. I don't know how that would work since, you know, they cut off all like Facebooks and Instagrams and shit. But do you, do you think maybe I would, I would watch it? Do you think maybe Musk would pull a Satan uh, in uh, South Park? You know, and uh, know everyone in the world was going to bet it uh, for him from a boxing match standpoint, and he bet against himself and loses. Mm. Comes away more rich. Maybe. I mean, probably. But to challenge a world, like, okay, back in the day, okay, back I was kidding, the day, by the way. I know he, he wouldn't do that. I know, Wes. I know. I just don't know how many people re you realize that, that South Park movie is like 25 years old now, right? That wasn't great. The, that was in the movie. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how old the movie is. Yeah. Again. Okay. Back to Rain Man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but back in the day, if you killed like if you killed the leader of a nation for no other reason, you simply won the entirety of another nation. For no reason. One guy died. Not not that the next guy just steps up or everybody's like everybody literally put their hands on their hips and went, huh. I guess he's our guy now. I, maybe that's how the Russians work. So maybe we should try it. It's a creative tactic, and I haven't heard a lot of creative tactics coming out of Washington, D.C. recently. So look, I think that uh, historically that is how Russia has worked. Uh, but it's 2022, and people in Russia are like, hmm, maybe that's not how it should work anymore. And I think, <laughs> I, I mean, look, I, I I'm, I'm for it. We we should just fucking do it. There's no reason not to. If Putin doesn't want to take it up, he's a pussy. Uh, if I put I go on record as saying that. Uh, I don't know how we get that to him. Uh, what's what's what channel is it? Channel one, Russian news. Get <laughs> look, fucking hit up, hit up fucking Breitbart or something. I'm sure they got a fucking backtrack. Just send them this video and tell them I say that he Putin's a pussy if he doesn't fight Elon Musk. Yeah, dude. Well. You, you, 
and by the way, if you guys haven't checked out our Twitter account, please get on there and uh, share, retweet, whatever, like the the the, the tweet of uh, of Vladimir Putin dressed up like a gay clown, because that thing has gone viral over in Ukraine, and I I put it up there because I wanted the the Russian trolls when they see those hashtags they respond to them, so I wanted them to have to see their dear leader dressed up like a gay clown because I know that affects them more than it affects people in the U.S. and they see this stuff. They definitely see at the upper echelon, like Vladimir Putin, his internet ain't throttled. It ain't cut off. If he wants to log into X hamster, he can do that. It's like everybody else <laughs> below him can't do that. So he, he's, he sees it. He knows what's going on. He's my, man, my man pulled the X hamster. X hamster. Yeah. pool. That's fucking great. Uh, yeah, I know. No, you're right. There's there's absolutely a fucking Gen Z fucking Russian who gives them like a daily briefing. He's like, see, 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 Putin, they dress you up as gay clown. The West, the West hates you. Uh, and he gets he just sits there and he gets he get his tiny feet just stamp because he's so furious. <laughs> our, our, uh, <laughs> our, sir, our, our master, sir, master leader, our coordinates show that this is coming out of a uh, of a house just north of Baltimore, south of Philadelphia. Here's the, here's the coordinates. Should you choose to blow that one up? <laughs> oh, I'm nervous. Believe me, because there was a comment left by some obvious Russian militant, uh, and it was yeah, it was it was quite aggressive. Really? And, uh, I am a little. Yeah, he's got like pictures of like Ukrainians holding up Nazi flags, like these who you stand for. Like whoa, Holmes. Call him a pussy. Uh, Call him a pussy. See if that yeah, see if that nah. goes. Nah, I just. Uh, I passively uh, responded. <laughs> Get <laughs> Easy, Sergey. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I just think like it, 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 Musk at 50, 6'2", substantial uh, height, weight, and reach advantage, uh, f- 19 years younger, likely in much better shape. Uh, you know, we could have gotten someone that, you know, close to old Pootie's age that, uh, that, you know, might might be a little more like, might, weight class age. You know what I'm talking about? I yeah, agree. But- I got a question for you guys, and this might derail us entirely, but I heard this uh, interesting theory that uh, Putin isn't like his whole story isn't real. And I mean, it's not that unbelievable for it not to be. So the thought is that so he was KGB. Right. And when you get out of KGB, you're basically like you didn't exist when you were KGB. So now when you're out of KGB, they say, hey, you're out of KGB. Now you're going to be a politician or whatever. Make up a backstory like you got to make up a life because you didn't have one. You were KGB. So this whole fucking Putin judo master street tough fucking thug like I've heard I like I've seen people be like, maybe it's just a bunch of bullshit. Maybe it's his his persona that he crafted when he got out of KGB and got into politics. No, nah, I think that's it. I, I think maybe personal life backstory might be bullshit, but I think all of like the tough guy judo master stuff is because he was in the KGB. There's a creepy ass picture of okay, Reagan. I think it was Reagan might have met Gorbachev or uh, yeah, it would have been Gorbachev. Yeltsin or, there. Um, and <clears throat> Putin's not a part of the detail, and there's a picture of vladimir putin standing in the background as a tourist and they didn't know he was there they didn't realize that that guy was like part of the kgb and he was in town when fucking reagan and gorbachev were meeting and it's just like him like hanging out on a fence and he's like right behind them 
And it's so, yeah, I believe that Putin's a badass or was a badass. I don't know how badass you can be at 69 years old, but I've also heard he's like possibly has either cancer or Parkinson's and wants to leave his mark before he goes. So that makes him a dangerous motherfucker when you got a hundred kiloton nuclear warhead times 6,050. He's he's trying to he's trying to stamp his name up there, man. You know. Well, I I also heard he's born on October seventh because they couldn't decide if he was born on the third or the fourth, so they just said we're just going to add these two together, and that's your birthday. That checks out. (laughs) Yeah, that's on the fact check. (laughs) That checks out the Russian alphabet. It it, that's how it works. I do appreciate our friendship or the friendship that I have with both of you because you guys were very very. Gracious and just glossing over that I got everything wrong about St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. I appreciate that. You guys are, you guys are gentlemen, scholars. Where we wear blue. Uh, <laughs> as, you, eat, you eat smoked ham. As I wear my Scottish Scottish Premier League soccer jersey to, here to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. You eat smoked ham and collard greens. Like it's it's a tradition. Like none other. Uh American comedian and actor Pete Davidson. He's an actor now. He's been in a couple of flicks. He's well, he, an actor. He has been. <clears throat> I know. It's just like. I, he's, Isn't that one that was like Oscar nominated or some shit? Uh, the King of, King of Staten Island. Staten Island? Yeah. yeah. Was it like screenplay? I had nothing to do with him. That's not right, <laughs> motherfucker. He was in it. All right. American comedian and actor Pete Davidson has made headlines recently for his relationship with Kim Kardashian. But he's also going to space. Part of the six-member team on Blue Origin's next flight next week, the company said Monday. So Blue Origin, of course, is Bezos' whole thing. David's going, Davidson's going up as a team, one of six. Uh, no other mention of the other people. I, I hope there's some professionals on board, not just actors and comedians. Uh, your thoughts on, is this the, is this the thing now? We're just getting comedians up there. We're getting actors up there. Celebrities, any round them up. Let's get them up in space. Holly Berry. Drew Barrymore. I think so. I, I, no, I think so because I think if these guys want to make space like marketable, then you got to get marketable faces. And what better way to market space to like the generation, you know, behind us than to get like? I mean, you got the guy. Okay, Pete Davidson. Think about his circle: Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. uh, Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, uh, Ariana Grande. Like that entire generation of people, like kind of idolize this guy for what he's. Most men, for what he's been able to pull off, apparently women falling all over him for, I don't know. I guess I see it. His looks, get him into, yeah, 100%. Get him into, yeah. It's, it's, those, it's those dark circles around the eyes. That's what everybody likes. Uh-huh. Um, you get him into space, then you make it pretty much pop culture mainstream. We should go to space. And then kids start saving their money to go to space, or at least become interested in it in some capacity. Am I off, Alan? Like, what no, you, I what think that's probably, that's probably right. And it's also it's a little bit of just rich people being rich people, you know. It's like, hey, I want to. Hey, Elon Musk, I'm trying to go. Is he going with Elon Musk? Is that who he's going with? I don't know. No, Bezos. Bezos, but they didn't. Oh, it didn't Bezos. mention the other crew members. Um, it was like, hey, Bezos, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get up there. Oh, actually, hold on. CEO and investor Marty Allen, uh, husband and wife Sharon and Mark Hagel. Uh, who run a nonprofit business, respectfully, teacher and explorer Jim Kitchen and George Neald, who founded a company that promotes uh, commercial space activity. So, yeah, five other fucking nobodies. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like nobody gives a shit that those people are going to space. That's not why the news cameras are showing up. They're showing up for TMZ is going to be there because Pete Davidson's there. And by the way, those people that get to ride along are in for a show. Because I like Pete Davidson. He's a funny motherfucker. Like that is a, I mean, you're, you're going to space and you're probably going to get a comedy tour the whole way up and down. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. They should definitely put like a GoPro inside that thing <clears throat> and air it for everybody to see. A prof- not only that, a professional comedian who's probably going to be, at least in his mind, he talks about his anxiety and, and things that, you know, the mental. So he's going to use stand-up comedy in order to ease his own tension in a very tense moment, which also be tense for everyone on board. I like where your head's at. Yeah. That, and by the way, what? who else, who else would spend, like, he's like not even 30 yet, you know? Who else would spend basically a giant portion of their nest egg to go into space <laughs> than a millionaire comedian drug addict? Like, it's just the, it's the perfect marketing plan. Well, I'll tell you I'm who, like, I'll, I'll tell you who. It didn't give a space, but you said who? I'll tell you who. Teacher and explorer Jim Kitchen and George Neal. God damn it. How much is it? How much is it? Do we know? It does not give a dollar figure. I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked if these early uh, voyages are on the arm just to kind of, you know, get some. I don't think Pete's paying, but I think I think fucking. Got fucking Karen and Bob Hagel or whoever you said. I think Sharon, they're Sharon, Sharon and up. Mark. Sharon they're pony up. They're yeah. ponying up a couple a couple of dollars. I bet. Yeah, um, I'm a food yeah. pantry that's not going to get stocked this year <laughs> because uh, their founders are going yeah. to space. No, uh, they run yeah, a non like, nonprofit and a business, respectfully. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they have to skim some of that some of that nonprofit all, off of there for like you know fancy jumpsuits or something. There's no way they're going up there for free. <laughs> I I have a question about Mr. Kitchen's uh, title and accolades: teacher and explorer. Okay, so teacher, <laughs> you know, I'm assuming grade school of some sort. I may I'll even get well, community college. You're a professor, so you're you're a grade school teacher. Uh, what age? What level? And what class? To be determined. Doesn't matter. Correct. Okay. It's yeah, yeah. Okay. Explore. Is this some sort of hobby that somehow to dug into your, uh, you know, you get it's paid. Probably to- one, of those, one of those guys that goes with like a team of four buddies and fucking traverses a continent in like 72 hours. You know what I mean? You ever seen those fucking like extreme yeah. races? Yeah. He's probably one of those guys. I mean, that is an awfully broad term too, man. Cause like explore, like I know that I've gotten, really fucked up on a Saturday night and I've gone deep into Wikipedia just clicking links. I mean, am I an explorer? Maybe. <laughs> I was I was for one night on the internet. <laughs> what, if, what if people ask him, like, like if they you asked him, like, you're an explorer, huh? What does that mean? He's like, so uh, I go for walks every day and I never go the same way. And that's it. That's just, that's the explanation. That, that's, that's like the end, that's that, the end of it. That's if you manage to to get on Jeopardy like four days in a row, and then after the first commercial break, <laughs> they got to find something really deep about you. Would, oh, so explore. you're an explorer? Uh, tell us about that. Oh well, I was out at uh, Myrtle Beach one summer, and I rented a metal detector. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, found. fucking Ken Jennings, like, they were like, he was like, yeah, well, you know, let's go yesterday. Uh, like, that was, the, you can only, you've only got so many factoids to give to fuck a place like Jeopardy. It's, it's oh, terrible. Yeah, I mean, you dissecting, you have to make stuff up. You have to make, like, Putin stuff up. Oh, so you were in KGB. Tell us about uh, your time. <laughs> I was uh, I'm a judo black belt. <laughs> you were... by, by the way, not to derail this whole thing, but I do, I, that wasn't a bullshit going on we could 
Wikipedia getting all blasted on Saturday night. I started out because I was I was looking up the Matrix because I was looking up uh, artificial intelligence and then I ended up clicking on the Matrix and it took me to Transformers because the Matrix was the Matrix of leadership. And then I remember clicking on Megatron and then I spent about four hours looking up the internal combustion engine because the Megatron took me to the alternator, which is connected to the, <clears throat> to the drive shaft of a car. Yeah, it was a whole, it was a whole whirlwind. Rain man, everyone. Rain man. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, well, good luck. Congratulations to Mr. Davidson. I'm not knocking him. I think my whole thing was just like, who, who there's been, he's not the, he's not the first celebrity or first well-known person to go up, but he is the first, I guess, entertainer that I, I can recall, right? In that genre of celebrity. Well, well, Shatner went up, but Shatner's, you know, from a bygone era at this point. But I he mean, went up with William NASA, Shatner. didn't he? No, he went up with Blue Origin. He went up, uh, oh, he was okay. their last flight. He, he went up and he's in, the, he's like 90 years old. I mean, remember he talked about it because George Takai, Takai, oh my. Remember he made fun of him going that's, up yeah, there. Yeah, like, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, like fuck you, George Takai. Did you just magazine and fucking invite your dumb ass? They're old yeah, man. He probably was. Captain Sulu. Hey, you brought up uh, metal detectors before. Have you ever fucked around with one? I have. When I was a kid, we had one, and we went in the woods, and we found, like, like an old coin. <laughs> and by old, I mean, like, an old American coin that someone literally just dropped while they were cutting wood in the woods one time. Damn, nothing cool. We uh, we dicked around with one. It wasn't, like, necessarily... You Fine, you can call it daycare. It was some. It was a place that I chilled at that was across the street from where, where I grew up that other neighborhood kids chilled at before the parents got home from school. It's a very intricate way to say daycare. But daycare. Yeah, uh, we had gotten our hands on one and we're going up and down this guy's yard and came across the real, a real stinger, real hitting that buzzer high in the red. And we fucking dug and dug and dug. And it, we, we, it was like, it's like a metal sheet that was in the ground, but it just kept, it kept extending. Just like, you know, more we dug, the more we found. And I, I think we got about four or five feet worth of, of, area dug up and finally the dad came home and was like what the fuck are you doing it never really got explained but my parents theorized that it had something to do with the it had electrical implications oh yeah I'm sure it <laughs> some it some nice. young chap really could have gotten fucking zapped really good i mean like jurassic park not getting yeah. over the fence fast enough fucking zap <laughs> I get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. Well, I, I, I listen, but it doesn't say, let's see here. March 23rd at 8.30 a.m. local time. So set your clocks. Uh, that's in local time. That's, that's uh, I believe that's central time to them in Texas. Mm. I'll, I'll do that. I'll make sure I have an alarm. So when that is confusing explanation as to when to tune in. 7.30 in my life. 7.30, March 23rd. Next Wednesday. So it's 8.30 our time? Time. Eastern Standard or fucking Central or Mountain or Pacific? It says 8.30 a.m. local. And then, but it says it's the launch site is out of West Texas. Doesn't give a Central time, Mountain time. Okay. Local time. I'll say 7.30. Uh, we'll just, we'll just. 7.30, folks. Check it out. Set your clocks. And with, with that. I think it's time for Fun Fact Friday. Oh, yes, my friends. It's officially time to drop some knowledge into your brain stems. It's five fun facts for you fuckers on a Friday brought to you 
of course, by the Shin Splints Recovery Group. If you have any pain below the knee and above the ankle and you'd like a like-minded set of morons to discuss your pain with, find the Shin Splints Recovery Group right now on Facebook. Let's get to it. O-M-G Facts. Did you know the focusing muscles of the eyes move 100,000 times a day? Hey, what was that? Hey, do you want me to cover this one for you? Go ahead. I seeped it all up. The focusing muscles in your eye move 100,000 times a day on average. That makes sense, I guess. It doesn't make sense or it does make sense? No, that does make sense. I guess, but if you try to count to 100,000, like if you literally tried to count to 100,000, I don't, you'd, you'd run out of gas like right around a thousand. Yeah, probably. But then your eyes are doing that. Yeah, but that's why all the, day. But that's why there's really smart people to monitor their stuff, figure it out, you know? Low, large numbers. You do it, in a, you do it, over the, count them over the course of an hour. See how many hours a day you're awake. I, I do have a question. What, uh, how does that benefit us knowing that though? I mean, is it, I mean, is it, does it, does it help people? the macular degeneration like well your eyes move a hundred thousand times a day is it just bullshit for doctors to be able to like pull off at like their your optometrist like visit they have something to tell you because what does it matter it's it's what do you call that when you're not thinking about it like breathing or your heart beating involuntary it's an involuntary response to just stimulus you can't oh listen you're gonna wear your eyes out if you keep focusing on things so you're gonna have to calm that shit down well, you can, uh, but yeah, th- no, it's that piece of information is probably useless. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just to be like, hey, that's a large number. Isn't that astonishing? So, wait, you know. so you're saying wasted money, probably via a government grant. So some, mm-hmm. some yeah. optimo- uh, ophthalmology un- that some university that teaches it can have their undergrads or graduate students just sit there and count do this stuff. Yeah, like did they? I mean, I also want to know how they figured this out. Did someone literally sit with somebody with a magnifying glass in front of their eye and say, what do I think for like a shortened period of time, you know, you don't have to do it over the course of their, their entire, the entire time they're awake. You can, you know, you can approximate it. No, no, I disagree. Or did he stab like electrodes into somebody's eye and just measure it? How can you not approximate it? You can do it over the course of an hour and then multiply it by eight, but also have randomized studies where you do other people at different periods of time and, you know, add all those up and then divide it to get an average. I disagree because this doesn't say that. My OMG facts, fun fact calendar. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like like when you go to your doctor's office and they take your, your heart rate, you know what I mean? Like manually. They don't fucking count every heartbeat for an entire 60 seconds. They count the beats for 15 seconds and then they multiply it by four. (laughs) Only the same principle. I'm with Wes on that part. Only my masseuse uh, takes my pulse manually. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know cat urine glows under a black light? God. So that wasn't just mustard and fucking old beer. (laughs) (laughs) Christ. (laughs) Does, does our urine not? Ooh. No, I think I I don't have any. I don't. Again, this 
is OMG facts, so they provide yeah. nothing. I think the context um, clues would, would say cat urine is pretty unique in it, just by, you know, cat urine carry something. I'd just say ammonia, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> what I was going to say, some sort of ammonia. But, um, but cat urine, man, there is no other odor. Just, there's nothing like cat urine. Yeah, cat they, urine is a thing. It just like it contains it, phosphorus. That's why it makes cat haters hate cats even more. You know what I mean? There's people that just don't like them based upon their personality. I'm I I do, I'm I'm I like I enjoy cats, but if I weren't, and then yeah, like I mean, the cat's urine stinks. I don't even like them because of that. Well, and super cat people like they I, there's something about cat urine where. If you're around it enough, like you don't even smell it anymore. Yeah, was, I worked with a guy, and we knew when he was in the building. We knew when uh, the door opened, like it had, instantly. We had this kid in school when I was younger, and like, you never. We made fun of him because we're bastards, but and it was you know the '90s. Uh, but yeah, man, you could smell him from fucking down the hallway. Like, it was who. And it's mad ammonia. That's really what it is. It's the ammonia. Well, this Phosphorus. guy I worked with. We, yeah, that too. Both of them. We, we started making fun of people that smelled like cat piss, and he joined in on the mockery, not knowing that we were <laughs> mocking him. So I just remember once he left the room, I was like, he doesn't know, does he? Like, his cat, everything in his house, if you took a black light to his house, his house would just glow. That's amazing. <laughs> now... Did you just use in a general term like people smelling like cat pee, or were you were, were you saying like you know someone in the workplace smells like cat no. pee? And he's like, yeah, I smell it too. Uh, no, 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 he didn't smell it at all. That was the funniest part because okay. he just joined in, and I was kind of in being an arrogant prick about it, and I actually felt guilty after he left, except for the fact that he joined in too, and then I felt no guilt anymore. <laughs> he didn't realize that we were mocking him. He was mocking himself to his own face based on his own stench that he came into work with every single day. That's terrible. Yeah. Did he did he glow in the dark? Did you guys put a black light on him to I show would, him? I if I knew this information then, we would have had the black light in the room. And it would just been this glue blue ball of light just fucking illuminating everything around us. Here's a oh man, this is a depressing fact. I actually glanced over this one before we started. Did you know an elephant can die? From a broken heart. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't. I watch a lot, I watch a lot of National Geographic and stuff. Well, uh, exp- I think I have an idea why, but if you watch the National Geographic documentary on elephants with broken hearts, uh, it, what's the scientific reason for it? Just no, I mean, that uh, humans, that's a, that's a thing in humans, too. Like, uh, just like, and it usually happens in, like, weaker like older, you know, animals and even humans, it's just that the loss becomes something that, like, emotionally they can't take, and it ultimately ends up just shutting down their already weakened body. If that makes sense, mm. so it's kind of it's kind of wild. It's like it's it's psychosomatic. It's your mind basically quitting, and your body being like, okay, I guess <laughs> I guess I guess we're out too then. Uh, yeah, eagles, it's weird. Well, eagles do that, but I don't think it's good, like emotional. Uh, but bald eagles, by the way. But I'm just saying, elephants aren't they super uh, attached? Aren't they like super bonded to their clan? I mean, most are, but I think elephants. Yeah, you'll see. Like when I, I've seen a couple, I think I've seen the documentary where a young one will die, and the mom will sit there with it for like a week, mm-hmm. like, and, and then you know, finally, 
like merge you like my elephant uh person just like just like mocking like a morning animal <laughs> right oh, this stupid elephant is screaming at this guy for hours on just end wailing at the fuck, wailing in grief at the death of its <laughs> offspring you know what i would do if i was with him i'd get on the, i'd get on a megaphone and ask if it had a broken heart you got a broken heart huh yeah, no, I mean, and they're very intelligent creatures. Like they're super intelligent creatures. So now that makes sense. I mean, yeah, yeah. That that they don't have anything to distract themselves. It's not like an elephant can go pop like some Netflix film on and just start dancing down that rabbit hole. They got to worry about a lion like ripping their asshole apart and then the death of their child. Yeah, like I I liken it to. I imagine it's like you know like a person that's like a bucko three, or something, and they're just like. Just fucking take me. Like, <laughs> not, I'm done. This is, I've had enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then someone important to them dies or like the last person. And they're just like, yep, that's that's the ticket right there. Got nothing left. <laughs> and it's just out of here. You know? well, I've thought about this. I feel like if I had nothing left, then I would go on a, like, like a, a literal suicide mission. And I don't know if they would accept me, but I would try to contact like the FBI or the CIA and be like, look, guys. I'm on my way out. You got something you want me to just like, I don't know. You want to stuff me full of C4 and waltz into like, you know, some sort of like airport in an international airport, airport somewhere. Give me a gun and I'll just walk like just. Yep, that's it. I'm yeah. never coming back. Yeah, it, it would give me an ignited purpose, you know, like all right, if I'm going out, I'll go out on top. Yeah, <laughs> let me let me jump out of an airplane to a pool full of hot dogs. They were like, "Why don't you just, you know, At a you minor league baseball send me over there to fucking fight Putin, hand yeah. hand down pet." Yes, exactly. What if I'll, they, I'll bum rush the Kremlin? What if they said, "Look, uh, we're gonna we'll compromise with you, okay? We think we can meet you halfway on your demands. We're gonna shoot you out of a prototype rocket at a double A baseball game into a pool of hot dogs. That's about a hundred feet further than we've shot anyone before. You got about I don't know twenty five seventy five uh, hitting the pool." Put, nah. it on, put it on YouTube and you got yourself a deal. Yeah, you know, six thousand people at a hot yeah. game. Get, give my family season tickets to the fucking Aberdeen Ironbirds and fucking <laughs> you got yourself a deal. <laughs> I feel like whatever emotional state I'd be in at that point, I would die before I scribble the end of my name. <laughs> stunt, I, I want to go. I'd like stunt to go out for my. <laughs> I want to go out for my country, and they want to shoot me into like the Rockford Whippernickels plot <laughs> dogs. I was gonna say like bury me in fucking Savannah Bananas fucking <laughs> merchandise. Like, like the most ridiculous minor league teams you could possibly imagine. I think if you no, if, Mr. Mer- if you miss the uh, if you miss the pool and you go in like head first, they should leave like your, your bottom half leg stuck up for like at least half the season. You know, it's like, a, like something, something a right field has got to dodge. I think, I think just generally speaking, you should probably get your lower half taxidermied and permanently put <laughs> on the top of the fucking. Yeah. yeah. That'll be, that'll be part of monument park. Fans will rub your feet when they come in for good luck. <laughs> you think he's still alive? I don't know. I saw a foot kicking third in. When they put they uh they put like wire in them so that they can just bend them like like action figures like you can spread them out sometimes like you can put them in a figure four. Christ. Yeah. Wait. What did this? What did this come from? Uh, broken heart. I was dying of broken hearts. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> did you know? 
of the 247 billion emails sent every day, 81% are pure spam. Well, I mean, that checks out. I see my yeah, it, spam, I see my spam filter go up every day. I don't think spam filters work anymore because I will check my junk mail. The only time I get quote unquote spam is when it's an actual like confirmation email I'm waiting for because like they're like a legit company and the, I guess the email software is not used to getting emails from legit companies anymore because everything comes to my straight email account everything except for the thing I'm looking for. That's a good point. I fi- I often find receipts and like confirmations in my spam or like or not in my main inbox. It'll put it in this like other inbox because Gmail does that. It's like, hey, here's the stuff. It's not really important. It might be important, but not really. So we put it over here. I'm like, oh, well, thanks for letting me know. It's a good thing I can just search for this stuff because, yeah, I lose receipts. And I'm 100% screwed now because I did my taxes through TurboTax like I do every year. And TurboTax has something with, like, one of those credit report companies. And it will not let you skip past it. So, like, I had to get a free credit report. And now that I did, and my credit's good. So now I'm approved for everything that America has to finance. Yeah, man. Dive into that. Get, <laughs> yeah. yourself, get yourself some debt. I'm talking some, some real good debt. I'd like to have somebody, some YouTuber that makes a shit ton of money, like Mr. Beast or something like that, and I'd like them to like reply to every one of them and see how much money that they could waste in a month just by agreeing to every email that comes into their inbox. Well, I mean, it's a, yeah, that, I I don't know if these companies are talking to one another. Doubt it. So you're, I, sky's the limit. And finally, did you know during the 19th century, British soldiers in India tested their marksmanship by hunting a small, elusive bird called a snipe. Individuals who were adept at actually hitting snipe were referred to as snipers. Hmm. That's interesting. I did not know that. No, I did not know either. No clue on that one. That's uh, What was the time frame again? I'm sorry. Um, the 19th century, so oh, 1800s. 1800s. Yeah, snipes. Maybe uh, do, do snipes exist anymore? Maybe there were so many snipers, uh, snipes have gone extinct. What's the bird that they always tell like kids to go look for, uh, and it's just a fool's errand? Mm. You know what I'm talking about? No, no. what is it, like the, the bird that doesn't exist anymore? Yeah, I mean, is it snipes? Because like they, they shot them all? <laughs> Britain had apparently some good marksmen because they had unrifled barrels and they were fucking picking off small fucking fowl in the middle of the fucking plains. Unedible. Uh, no snipe. Common snipe. Wilson snipe. Jack snipe. Grape snipe. Long build. The Witcher. Woodcock. Yeah. Sandpiper. That's a great movie, by the way. Billy Bob Thornton and Stifler. What? Uh, what? Oh, is Mr. It, Woodcock. Is it Mr. Woodcock? Oh, yeah. Was... Man. I don't. I never know where you're going, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not drinking tonight, so I'm all over the place. Oh well, man! What I do did find fascinating about this fact is that we've called them snipers for how you know. It's one of those things. It's just a word that exists. You use it all the time, and you never knew where. And you never even had the inkling to go figure out where it came from. So there you are, the middle class souls 
filling your head with useless knowledge as usual. And, and that, my friends. I was going to say, sorry, go ahead. You finish it. You finish it. Your Fun Fact Friday. I, what I was going to say was how baller would it have been? Now, the, the person will never get credit. They should have their legs sticking out of a double A baseball field, outfield. Um, the person who would, you know, they were just sitting around, probably 10, 12 dudes drinking some whiskey. And he, he, he coined the term sniper. I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of like the sound of that. I would like to be a sniper as well. Watch. Sniper. Make some medals. Make some shirts. Make some bumper stickers. Anything. And you only get double A? You don't get triple A? <laughs> yeah. That could, yeah, that could upgrade to the Norfolk Tide. You're right. Coming at you. 9,000 people. Roaring, roaring hard. <laughs> 9,000 people. <laughs> That's right. Uh, thank you more for that. OMG fun fact Friday wrapping up, uh, the show tonight, uh, and happy St. Patrick's day for all of you out there. Enjoy yourselves and happy, uh, kickoff to March madness. One of my favorite times of the year sports wise, but we pay tribute to uh, a wrestling great and an all time entertainer, El Chico himself, Scott Hall, AKA razor Ramon, who passed away this week due to complications of hip surgery that caused uh, some some cardiac problems. Uh, I, I I mean we're pro- this is probably going to be a little bit longer of a uh, of a before you bef- before you go uh, segment. But your guys' thoughts on passing and the legacy of uh, Scott Hall? I got a lot to say. So, Alan, uh, uh, what, how, when did you go back? What, what's your um like? What's your wrestling lineage? Shall we say? Yeah, I was like, going to say this is to me. I mean, I remember him. You me- know, I remember him vividly, but like I don't remember like my i didn't really bet in to to wrestling until maybe like the late 90s mid you know like i would say probably like 96 97 98 probably around that time okay uh and and then and then on so yeah i mean he wasn't i i, I obviously know who he is and know of him and have have seen him wrestle but i he wasn't in, like as impactful as some other wrestlers uh but obviously i understand the impact to the the to the industry and to, and what he meant. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a huge loss. I don't think we've, it's been a little while. I think since we've had a wrestler of this caliber go Piper. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just uh, crazy, yeah. crazy shit. Uh, my, my first introduction to him, he was a diamond stud in WCW around like 1990, 89, 90, maybe 91 before, before he moved on WWF to answer your question or, yeah, but I mean, I, I know your wrestling heritage. You like you go you go pretty far back. Like you know, some like Alan didn't start to like the late nineties. Yeah, I got my start like in like the mid eighties because of my brother, and then I kind of bowed out a little bit. But when I started really paying attention to the WWF, that's when Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and Razor Ramon and you know like right around the time that the Ultimate Warrior was making his big come up and and then you know then I took a hiatus when Hogan went to WCW. Mm-hmm. But that's when, when that happened, that's when Razor Ramon then turned into Scott Hall, the Outsiders, and they changed the wrestling business forever. I mean, he was the first one to go over. Diesel went over second. So it's because of Scott Hall that we got the NWO. It's because of Scott Hall that we got the, the Monday Night Wars and the, 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 the second golden era of professional wrestling because of Scott Hall. And I loved Razor Ramon. And if you go back and you watch it now, 
you realize that wrestling has been trying too hard for too long. Think about it. He started out as like the diamond stud. Well, some hold, like just hold, Texan. hold on. Yeah. I was prior. Listen, Scott Hall in the AWA was a fucking big brute hillbilly with a with a Fu Manchu mustache and talked yeah. how he normally just any brute dude would talk. Yeah. So how the, the diamond stud was stupid and short lived. But yeah, to, to like, hey, listen, we're going to make you this fast, fast talking, wise cracking Cuban who who chews on a toothpick and, and refers to himself as oozing machismo to have yeah. him pull that off. That's that's just in special. case. And, and just in case it slipped your mind that I would cut you with the razor, I'm going to put razors all over my tights and call myself Razor Ramon. Just remember that I will fit every Cuban stereotype that exists in the world, and it will be my persona. That's it was, me. It was the fucking the curly cube. The little swiggles, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah Coming straight that's, down the middle. That's the fucking, that was the ticket. That really, that really, really push you, pushes you over the Latino limit. <laughs> and then to top it off, like last night I watched, I in its entirety, 35 minutes, I watched um, the second a ladder match between Michaels and Razor Ramon, the one that he he actually loses. That guy is six seven, like damn near three hundred pounds of human, and to see him performing like that kind of match, oh. I mean, I mean that just the athleticism on full display and the fact that he was never the world champion. I think the gimmick was too too much Dude, if to he, make him the world champion. He was like in that match. Uh, Michael's ass was Michael's ass was against the ropes, and he like threw the legs in between and threw out the razor's edge symbol. Like I'm going to give the dude the razor's edge now. Then Michael somersaults him over the top rope with no brace, no like fall, no nothing. Doesn't grab the top rope. Just six seven two seventy. Wee! <laughs> That's that. That would be crazy today. And that was yeah, you know, twenty some odd years ago. And the the first ladder match they did. Do you guys remember how that came up? They. they Think about think about how far the ladder matches have come, and these two did the first one. Yeah. And the first one came about because Shawn Michaels. There was this whole storyline where Shawn Michaels got like beat up at a at a, at a nightclub, and it was unable unable to perform moving forward. And I I have actually had a transcript of what got him in trouble. Uh, he was at the bar, and they're like, "Hey, pretty boy." And he said, "Well, I think I'm cute, and I know I'm sexy." And then they were like, oh, yeah, so you think you're some sort of hot commodity? He's like, well, I got the looks that drive the girls wild. I mean, I got the moves that really move them. I said, chills up and down their spine. Ah, just a sexy boy. They were like, sexy boy? He's like, yeah, sexy boy. <laughs> and then they beat his ass in the parking lot. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's how it went down, huh? That's, that's, that's how it went down. That's in the scrolls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Oh shit! And, I, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. No, but no, but then they did the whole like uh, I'm the champion. No, I'm the champion, and then they did the ladder match. And uh, yeah. I just wanted to quote Shawn Michaels' song in that real was, time. Sorry. That was funny. I also like it later on, like around '98, '99. So Alan, this is like around the time you were getting into it. Um, he legit had a drinking problem, and WCW played into that. Like had him going out. Drinking beers, having like taken taking timeouts in the middle of the match, so that someone could fill up a cup of beer. All right, <laughs> and like you know, live ish or not live ish, but re, you know, toting the line between real and fake like that. Ugh. He did it well. He did it well. So yeah, uh, rest in peace to to an entertainer. And like it doesn't 
two things. Two things I'm going to wrap up with. It doesn't shock me that guys who did that kind of stuff to their body, you know, just don't live as long as as most people. And it's not just the the it's it's the partying and the training. I mean, people aren't made to be that big. People aren't made to fucking put their bodies through that much stress in the ring and out of the ring. And then you know you got to blow off some steam, drink about forty beers a night to live the lifestyle. But he did get. I don't know how to say right, but he did get his life back on track with DDP. Didn't DDP uh, yeah. get him back? DDP you know, yoga, man. Yeah. Saved me a mini a wrestler. And uh, like, what did Scott Hall make it to? 63? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's what it was. I mean, if he didn't cross paths with DDP, I'm like, listen, 63 is not old by any stretch, but he had like 10 years prior to that written all over him if he didn't fucking you know, take shit more seriously. He was, he, he was going to die a, I still consider 53 a young man. I hope so. <laughs> Murray, Murray, you got a decade. Don't worry, buddy. <laughs> 10 more years. <laughs> uh, well, rest well, yeah. in, R.I.P. Rest in peace. Chico himself, the bad guy, Razor Ramon. Uh, Alan, tell the kiddos where you can find the middle class holes. Uh, of course, guys, you can always find us for your listening pleasures on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And of course, on all your favorite social media platforms, we're at MDL Class Holes on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're the Middle Class Holes on Facebook and TikTok. And of course, please check us out. Email us. That's the, our favorite mode of communication at tickleourtummies at gmail.com. Tickleourtummies, plural at gmail.com that's right guys yeah ncaa ncaa uh round one kicks off uh thursday actually that's today uh (laughs) live to tape everyone but uh hey for for you mid-atlanticers who follow us the delaware fighting blue hens are in it they take on their foes (laughs) the uh villanova wildcats The best teams in the country so uh good luck delaware blue hens (laughs) do you know they were the blue hens Come on, man. Okay. I just yeah. didn't realize they had a chance to make in the tournament. They really didn't. Uh, I can't. I think Towson was the head and shoulders best team in that conference. Played a really shitty game in the conference championship. Delaware took it. Stole her glory. Now, so what are they, a 16 seed? 15. 15. 15. Look at that. Not even the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> you just win these little-ass conferences and fucking you get to go get your heads kicked in by fucking professional athletes. <laughs> yeah, but like... I can remember like playing soccer when we would play a bad team, we would play bad because they were so like unorganized, like at the level yeah. we were playing that we didn't know how to play them. Like, I-, I don't know what that guy's doing. He's, he's got a burlap sack on his a pair of shorts. <laughs> I, yeah. He doesn't know where to stand and I don't know how to cover him anymore. So like they're dangerous. Like those high C teams are dangerous. I think you baby. I think yeah. Well, I think the uh, the the folks at Villanova have won two national championships in the last uh, six years. I think I think they'll be able to handle this business. I think they're well coached. <laughs> I don't know, man. Blue hens, man. They're quick. <laughs> they're organized. They don't call them sniper hens for nothing. <laughs> they're quick. Can't shoot those bastards. Good night, everyone. The class holes. Go sales.